If you want to contact me, or if you want me to read something, or even if you just have any questions about myself or the book, you can email me at moonthenightwing12 at gmail.com. The email will be in the description. Now back to the book. Hello, and welcome back to my podcast. Today we're reading Chapter 27 of Wings of Fire, The Lost Air. Panic. Screaming. For a place surrounded by water, it was surprising how much caught on fire so quickly. Large sections of the canopy collapsed, carrying flaming branches and leaves and debris down onto the summer palace. Tsunami saw dragons spiraling toward the lake, their wings alight with fire, shrieking with pain. The firebombs were just logs set on fire, but they caused terrible damage as they crashed through the pavilion and knocked sea wings out of the air. The sky wings found us, said one of the guards, looking skyward in terror. As he said it, they all saw a wing of red and orange dragon soar overhead, dropping more bombs and breathing more fire down on the canopy. But how? said the second guard. Sami thought of the hole left in the canopy when Blister ripped webs out of it. Would that have been enough to leave the, the sky wings here so quickly? What were the chances a scout had spotted the hole, reported back, and gathered the forces for an attack only a day later? It had to be something else. She looked down at the, and saw the lake water churning as frantic dragons tried to shove their way into the exit tunnel. Only one way in meant only one way out, and it wasn't big enough for everyone at once. She felt sick at the thought of all those dragons crammed into a small space together. There was only one other way, but flying out through the canopy and the, into the claws of the sky wings could be suicide. Tsunami searched the master dragons for her mother, but she couldn't see ropes of pearl or wings the exact shade of her own. Ali's coral wasn't one of those shapes with charred wings floating limply, limply in the air. Blister was nowhere to be seen either. Shark swooped past, yelling orders. Most of the dragons seemed too panic-stricken to listen to him, but a few rallied around and followed him into the up into the sky. Surely they would be outnumbered, Tsunami thought. Surely they didn't stand a chance. She took a step toward the edge and felt someone grab her tail. Don't do it, Clay said, pulling her back. I know you want to fight, but we can't lose you, you like that. Tsunami stopped. Every muscle in her body wanted to be up there, clawing at Skywing snouts and smashing them out of the sky with her tail. The impulsive thing to do, she thought. Or she could listen with to her friends. She turned to the guards, who were all three trembling with fear, their eyes fixed on the fiery canopy up above. Go, she said. Defending the palace is more important than guarding the prisoners. But, one of, the, one of them started, but we can't let you. You have to save yourselves, Tsunami said. And so do we. And so do we. Trust me, fate wants the dragon up to destiny to survive this. The guards didn't stick around to argue. They launched themselves off the ledge. And Tsunami saw one fly down to join the crush of dragons around the tunnel. And But the other two flew up alongside Commander Shark. She spun and ran back to the prison island where webs and riptide were trapped. Clay was already there, fumbling with a chain on the wall. Tsunami shoved him which way to pull it. Can you hear me? She called to the prisoners. We're going to get you out of here. Get ready to fly. Tsunami? Riptide's voice was lost in the creaking and clamping and rumbling of things moving on the ceiling. Abruptly, the water stopped flowing, and Tsunami found herself standing across from the sky-blue sea wing. He smiled at her. He smiled at her. 
Hey there, she said. The Dragonettes of Destiny specialize in dramatic rescues, you know. Are you impressed? Very, he said, hopping over the moat to land beside her. Webb staggered after him, landing unevenly on the stones. It didn't seem like a good sign that a thin line of blood was still trickling from his ear. Another pair of fiery logs crashed past outside, and more screams echoed from below. Riptide flared his rings, startled and horrified. The palace is under attack, Sonomi explained. It'll make escape trippy it make escape tricky, but wait, Riptide said, catching one of her front talons. <clears throat> Tsunami, I I have to tell you something. I I do work for the talons apace. Tsunami stared at him. Her mother was right about Riptide? He was working with the dragons who'd ruined her life? She'd always hated the talons apiece. How could she have fallen for one of them? Please listen. I joined them because I wanted to find out more about my father. But they won't tell me anything except that he's safe. He looked down. I've been working with them for a few years now, passing them information about the sea wings. Sounds like betrayal to me, Snowy thought, although she wasn't sure whether she felt more betrayed for her tribe or for herself. You have a very bad habit, she said, of not telling me some critically, crit- critically important things. I know, I'm sorry. I was meeting with one of their agents right before I met you. Soon I remember the dragon with the black spirals on his scales. He told me to keep an eye out in case the dragon of destiny showed up in the kingdom of sea. Tsunami pulled her talon out of his grasp. Riptide had acted surprised to hear the talons had even existed. He pretended not to know anything about the dragon at Destiny. Clearly, he was a good actor, hiding a secret like this while living in the tribe all these years. So could she believe anything he'd said to her? Blood trickled from the gash on his side as he moved. I stayed close to make sure you and the other dragonettes were safe. He spread his wings and held out his talons to Tsunami. I'm sorry I couldn't tell you the truth. I don't think you'd trust me if you knew. He was right about that, but she didn't particularly trust him now either. An enormous crash sounded outside as something smashed into the pavilion. We have to go, said Gloria from behind the tsunami. For once, she didn't add anything sarcastic, and Tsunami wondered if she'd overheard Riptide's confession. Um, Clay's voice said behind them, Tsunami webs, do we know this dragon? They all turned and saw a large mud wing looming in the mouth of the cave. Her brown wings were creased with soot, and a horrible scar pulled down one corner of her mouth in a strange grimace. Webbs flicked his tail in surprise. I do, he said. She's with the tons of peace. She saved my life. Crocodile, what are you doing here? The mud wing chuckled. Poor Webbs. So wrong in so many ways. She stepped into the cavern and gave the dragonettes an embracing look. These are the brats the tons of peace are so obsessed with. Scrawny, she lashed her tail. But the Skywing wanted you back anyway. But the Skywing wants the Skywings want you back anyway, for the next queen to play with, I assume. Queen Scarlet is dead? Mary blurted. For sure? You're not working with the Skywings, Webb cried at the same time. Of course I, of course I am, Crocodile said. Who knew that infiltrating the towns of peace would be so useful? I never thought I'd get the chance to follow an idiot skewing back to the secret palace we've been searching for all this time. Webb's blanched and his wings drooped heavily, as if a whole new mountain of guilt had just landed on him. Plus, 
bonus dragonet to destiny, Cro Crocodile said. I am so getting a promotion. Is Queen Scarlet really dead? Glory asked again. Nobody knows, Crocodile said with a shrug. She seems to have vanished. Nobody can even tell the same story about what happened to her. Well, lucky you, said Glory. You're about to find out. She snapped her mouth open and shot her black venom straight into Crocodile's eyes. The mudwing bellowed in agony and fell back, scraping her wings against the cave walls. She clawed at her snout, but the acid was already eating into her scales. With, a, with another shriek of roar, with a, another shrieking roar, she shot out of the cave and dove for the lake below. Let's go! Sonomi shouted, spreading her wings. The five dragonets, riptide, and webs burst out of the cave below. Burst out of the cave. Below them, dragons were still trying to shove their way into the tunnel, and the churning mass of wings and scales around the exit didn't look any smaller than it had before. We can't go that way, Starfight said. We'll have to go out through the canopy, Tsunami said. They all looked up and saw three red dragons shoot by breathing fire. I don't really love that plan either, Starfight said in a smaller voice. Tsunami spotted her mother at last. Queen Coral was standing on the library level, casting one last look at her scrolls. They weren't on fire yet, but they were the most flammable things in the palace. If they went up, the smoke would fill the place and kill even more dragons. Her little dragonette was wrapped tightly to the queen's chest. An enemy stood on the edge of the pavilion, unharnessed, waiting. As they watched, Queen Coral began flinging her scrolls over the edge into the water. After a moment, an enemy joined her, and the queen paused to touch her, dra her daughter's head affectionately. She could, she can be a good mother, Tsunami thought sadly, and a good queen. She was one, She wondered if there was any version of Pyrea where they could have grown up as a family. She and Coral and Gil and, en and an enemy and Ocklet. Normal and happy, with no one trying to kill anyone. Too late. She had this other family, not at all normal, but they, and they needed her more than any, any, anyone. She soared up to the tattered remains of the canopy. Another flaming log came barreling down toward them, and Tsunami yanked glory out of its path. It plummeted toward the lake, carrying off the pavon and setting another dragon on fire as it fell. Sunny, Tsunami called. Starflight. Sunny and Starflight, Tsunami called. Stay below Clay's wings. Clay stretched his fireproof wings out, and the two dragonets ducked underneath on either side of him. Tsunami surged ahead to scout the, to scout the sky outside. She flew out past the smoking leaves and nearly collided with his sky wing. He had a log in his claws and was about to breathe his fire on it before dropping it into the palace. But Tsunami sent him swerving out of the way, and when she saw what he held, she slammed her tail into the side. The log flew out of his claws into the ocean, and he tumbled after it. Five more skywings were flying around in formation to make another pass. Off to her left, Tsunami spotted a wing of huge mud wings carrying extra logs. The skywing zipped up to them, took a log apiece, and flew back to the palace to set them alight. She hissed with anger. That was a brutal, carefully planned attack on a palace full of dragon dragonets and innocent civilians. There was nothing fair or honorable about this fight. Shark and his sea wings were fighting another set of skywings in the sky to her right. Fire blazed and talons clashed against scales. She wanted to join them. She itched to be over there, slashing and clawing and battling the intruders who dared attack her family palace. That was the kind of fight 
she wouldn't feel guilty about afterward. But the other dragonettes were flying up beside her now, and she couldn't leave them. This way, she said, jerking her head at the biggest, at the biggest swathy of clear sky. From the sun, she guessed it was south, south toward the continent, which was where they needed to go. Glory shot past her immediately, and as she reached the sky, her scales turned pale blue and white and gold, and she shimmered into nothingness. Tsunami couldn't even see a ripple in the air as the rain wing flew away. Clay went next, spreading his wings to shield Sunny and Starflight. A sky ring in battle stopped them and swerved in their direction. Snummy lunged at her, grabbed her snout, kicked her underbelly as hard as she could, and kicked, the, and kicked her underbelly as hard as she could. The sky wing kicked her back, sending, her, sending bright arcs of pain along Tsunami's fractured ribs. Tsunami lost her grip, and the sky wing roared a blast of flame at Clay's departing back. He shuddered as the heat licked along his scales, but beat his wings, on, beat his wings and flew on. The other two dragonets safely protected. The sky wing blinked with astonishment as Clay's wings faded black to brown instead of turning black or twisting into painful burns. Surprise, Tsunami said and punched her in the snout. The sky wing crumpled and fell toward the ocean, landing with a splash and vanished instantly below the waves. Riptide soared up out of the canopy, twisting around to make sure Webs was safely behind him. Tsunami turned to fly south and heard Riptide call her name. I have to help them, he called, lashing his tail toward the fighting sea wings. But they'll put you back in prison, Tsunami protested. They'll punish you because we escaped. Maybe, he said. Probably, but I have to help if I can. This is my home. She knew exactly how he felt. Tsunami, he paused. I really am sorry. I hope next time, well... Well, I hope there is a next time when things are better for everyone. She hoped so, too. She wasn't sure she'd forgiven him, but she wanted to, the chance to decide. She wanted him to survive the war, and she wanted to meet him again in a world with no towns of peace, no destinies or secrets to worry about. But there wasn't time to say all that, so Mommy flashed one of the patterns he taught her. All right. Then she added, Squid Brain, and Riptad smiled before turning to fly away into the heart of the battle. Webs and Tsunami swerved south together, wings beating side by side. But other wing beats were close behind them. Tsunami twisted just in time to see Blister lunge out of the canopy and seize Webs, Webs by the tail. She yanked him back toward the, her and stabbed her poisonous barb toward his heart. With a yell, Tsunami barreled into them, knocking the sand wing off of Webs. Blister fell back toward the palace, hissing. Tsunami grabbed Webs by his front towns and towed him after her. A few wing beats later, Webs groaned softly. Did she get you? Tsunami demanded. She missed my heart, he said, but he lifted his wings to show an oozing graze near his tail. It's still poisonous, he said. We'll find a way to fix it, Tsunami said. Just keep flying until we get to land. She looked back and saw Blister hovering in the air watching them go. Her cold, glittering, black eyes seemed to follow Tsunami all the way to the edge of the sky.